You're listening to the Parents of Hardworking Teens podcast, episode seven. And today we're talking about exam stress. Why actually not all stress is bad and how to keep it to an appropriate level so that your teen can perform at their optimum in their exams. I'm Katie Jones, and with over 15 years in education as an award-winning high school teacher, international external examiner, and as a study coach, I've helped thousands of students skyrocket their results and confidence. And this podcast is where I share all my insights, tactics, and tips with you, the parent, so you can help your hardworking team get happy, smart, and successful in their study, and have you both enjoy the journey along the way. This is the Parents of Hardworking Teens podcast. Okay, VIPs, I hope you are doing great. I am feeling amazing, ready to take on term three over here. I met up with two friends yesterday, and you know how you have some friends that you just feel so energized after you've caught up with them? Well, that is me right now. I had a double dose of that. They were separate friends, and I met up with them separately yesterday. So I am feeling very excited to be with you right now in your earbuds or on your speakers. And to be honest... I really felt like I couldn't go much further through a podcast for parents of hardworking teens than episode seven without talking about exam stress. Because in my experience, this is one of those things that really hasn't changed so much over the years. Now, there is definitely a lot more talk and awareness these days around stress, mental health and anxiety for teenagers. But in my experience from back when I was a student and now as a teacher, as a study coach, the things that are stressing students out the causes of their stress when it comes to exams, I think are pretty much the same as they were when I was a student. And just to play the sympathy card here for a moment, my birthday is in June, which is always when external exams are held in England. So in both my GCSEs and in my A-levels, I had a big exam on my birthdays when I was 16 and 18. And somehow I did manage to escape it at uni. I think they all got done a little bit earlier in the year. But I vividly remember feeling that stress not wanting to eat breakfast, feeling nervous about what on earth they would actually ask about in the questions. Had I revised the right things? Would I remember it all? And then worrying about those stories that you'd hear of things like accidentally turning over two pages at a time on the paper and you'd miss out a whole section of the exam paper or not even answering the right sections, like reading those instructions wrong. Or even the most crazy things like... I used to sort of worry that I would write my name in the wrong place on the front of the paper. So that would mean something like my paper would just be scrapped and I would get zero. (laughs) And I think a lot of us have these sorts of things run through our minds, the more logical ones or sometimes the less logical. And so I think we all do know and accept that this is totally normal. Now, I am definitely not any counsellor. I don't have any psychology training. I don't have any specialist training in student well-being. So everything that I'm sharing is based on my experience, observations, my own research, ongoing training and professional development as a high school teacher, working with exam boards, having worked between the UK and Australia for over 16 years. And from that, I think the first thing that it's important to remember is that Feeling stressed for exams is normal. It is 
okay to be feeling stressed. And I like to reassure students that it actually just means they're a totally normal human being. Because I think otherwise, that can almost add to the stress. It's like on top of the stress that they're feeling, when they worry about the fact that they're feeling stressed and think that it's a problem, and they're like, oh my goodness, I'm really, really stressed. It's like there's another layer of stress added on top. So first off, I just want to remove that layer that they might be adding on for themselves. And I also want them to know that the right levels of stress can actually be beneficial because we generally have lots of negative connotations and messaging around the word stress. And understandably so, we tend to immediately think that it's bad, that we must never feel stressed. But although it doesn't necessarily feel good, it can actually service. Stress has a purpose and at the right time and at the right levels, it can actually be helpful because stress increases our energy and our focus, which when you think about it, are exactly the things that we want when we're in an exam or even during revision. So this episode is really about keeping stress at a manageable and dare I say it, beneficial level. And as you probably know by now, if you've been following along with me for a little while, I like to address study issues at the source. So I'm going to talk about solving for the causes of this stress rather than trying to deal with the symptoms. So I'm not going to be talking about how to help students relax. I'm not talking about deep breathing exercises or visualization techniques or any of the things that can help with the symptoms of stress. Not that those aren't useful, but what I really want to do is help students to to not actually get to the point of really needing those. My preferred option is to help your teen become skilled and confident in their study and exams so that they are calm and in control, even if a little nervous, and feel confident even if they don't know what the questions are going to be on the exam paper. So here are what I see as the main causes of exam stress. There's the fear of the unknown. What will they ask about? What topics and questions are actually going to be on the exam paper? Then there is the uncertainty. How do I answer the question? What do the markers actually want me to write? Then there's the time pressure, both that time pressure in the exam hall, the actual timing of the exam, and also the time pressure in their exam prep and their revision. Very often, they feel like they don't have enough time to cover everything they want to. And of course, there's that pressure that they feel in terms of the consequences of their exam results, what they might personally make that result mean about themselves, what they perceive others will think of them, whether it's their peers or their teachers or their family, or what those consequences are for their next steps. Maybe it's their subject selection, what classes they'll be in, or of course, their university entry. Does that depend on it? And yes, there are many routes into different courses and careers these days, but let's still acknowledge that certain results can either speed that up or open up more options. And you know that if you've listened to episode three, that as well as there being 
the option of us helping students recognize that their results do not define them and having all of their available pathways to whatever they want for their future, we also have the option of helping them rise up to meet their goals, their expectations for themselves. And that's what I am here to help you with. So talking of episode three, if you haven't already listened to that, definitely go back and do that because the insights and the strategies that I share in there, like the three exam performance killers and what exams are really testing, will definitely be a huge help alongside this one. So given that your hardworking teen does feel some degree of pressure and there may well be things that do hinge on their results, we want to reduce those other causes of stress as much as possible. And that is totally doable. And I think probably the most significant cause of exam stress is that first one on the list, the fear of the unknown, not knowing exactly what topics they're going to ask about, what will actually be on that exam paper. And the reason I think this is the biggest one is because when I did some research about study stress, I found that psychologists state that the key cause of stress in life in general is not feeling in control. And students can control their exam prep, but they feel totally out of control in terms of not knowing what questions or topics will come up how those questions will be written, et cetera, et cetera. So one way to increase that control is to have a strategic and organized revision plan. Now I have students use the reverse engineered revision planning system that I developed because it is based around topics and content and outcomes, not just around time. So it's not, I'm going to spend two hours on Tuesday revising history. It's knowing the specific content that's going to be covered, content that has already also been given a certain level of priority within that system and knowing which active revision technique they are going to use to revise it. They have to use active revision techniques, not passive techniques. They have to transform and process the information in some way. Now, I will be sharing more about that active revision and the trap of the familiarity delusion. I'll be sharing all of that and more in a free five-day parent event that I'm actually hosting next week. It is called Parents of Teens Aiming High in Exams. So I will tell you more about that if you're interested at the end of this episode. So stick around for that. But first, let's get to that second reason that your teen is likely getting stressed for exams. The uncertainty around what the markers want and then how do they give it to them. So often, students' level of confidence in how to answer the questions is not at the same level of their subject knowledge. So the two main ways that I train students in this are identifying the command of the question, which may simply be identifying the command word, the verb, like describe or analyze or compare, or it may require them to figure out the level of command if there isn't a specific verb. So these might be questions that start with how, for example. And the other way is to have them become really savvy with mark schemes. They need to understand how mark schemes work, how marks are allocated, the difference in the descriptors and the way that they are written and what those bands are. So what really is the difference between clear and detailed? What is the difference between appropriate and discerning? If they aren't sure of those, then it's going to be very difficult to put that across in their answers. And then we've got that time pressure, 
Now, we already talked a bit about the time allocation and scheduling of their revision. So let's talk about the time when they're actually in the exam hall. Now, again, there are multiple elements of this, but here are my top two. First, there is the challenge of getting all the questions answered in the time that they have. And if your teen is someone who runs out of time in exams, and this tends to happen more as they get towards those top year groups, then they are either spending time maybe just feeling stuck, not actually getting anything written, in which case everything I just talked about in terms of understanding and dissecting the question is going to be super important. But more likely, what I find is they are writing too much in their answers. This is especially common for hardworking teens because they want to try and get down as much information on that exam paper as they can. And this is what I call the spaghetti approach where they're throwing lots of spaghetti at the wall, get as much information related to the topic being asked onto that page in the hope that some of it sticks and gets them marks. And some will get marks, but likely there's a fair amount there that isn't actually required. So definitely go back and check out episode three for more on that, the spaghetti approach. And again, Notice how there are those overlaps, how being skilled in understanding the question and becoming a master of mark schemes are essential to stopping that spaghetti approach. And instead, they have the confidence to know what information to include in what way. And importantly, that they also have the confidence to leave out what is not required. And then secondly, in this whole running out of time issue, there is the time that can be saved and like almost made or gained by your teen writing a clear and detailed plan for any essay or extended response. Now, the importance of having a plan is that it will make the writing of the answer a lot faster and smoother. And of course, the quality will be higher as well. But in this context, let's stick to the faster part. So as a guide, the time spent on a specific and structured plan will gain your team back double the time in their actual writing of their answer. So if they spent six minutes writing out the plan, it will save them 12 minutes in writing their response because that's 12 minutes of potentially second-guessing themselves, waffling, going off on a tangent, trying to remember something that they had thought of earlier to write, but now it slipped their mind in the part where they actually need to be writing it. But committing to writing a clear and detailed plan is challenging because in exam conditions, they do not feel like there is time to make a plan, especially if there's someone who runs out of time in exams, which is why one of the exercises we did in Essays Bootcamp that I recently ran for my next level coaching students was making quick fire plans for unseen essay exam questions for all different topics and subjects that I put up and they responded to. Yes, they were even writing out plans for subjects or topics that they are not studying. Because remember from episode one, there is the subject knowledge and then there are the universal skills of application. Skills that can be used and are required for, across any subject, any exam board, any year group from year nine to 12 or 13. So imagine the confidence 
when your teen can read and dissect an essay or extended response question on the spot for any subject or topic, and they can systematically figure out the focus of it, how a response would need to be structured, what would need to go in there and in what order, and how that would then increase their feeling of control and therefore reduce their stress. Because It really is about increasing their sense of control over their study. Feeling in control that we've got this, I've got this, does not mean that there is no unknown. (laughs) It means that we feel capable of tackling whatever we get given. Whatever is on that paper, they have the systems, the skills, the confidence to tackle it. So like I mentioned earlier, if you are interested in seeing all of this in action on getting more of these strategies, seeing real life examples and much more, you absolutely need to be in my free five-day parent Facebook group. Parents of teens aiming high in exams. We officially start on Monday, 18th of July, but I will be opening up the group a few days earlier so you can get in, download the action guide I've made for it, and also get in with the chance of winning one of the prizes I've got in store for you there too. Now, if you are not on Facebook, no worries. We also have set up a homeroom aka a private web page, where we will be posting all of the recordings of the live sessions and the masterclass that I'm going to be running. So just opt in to join the group and you will get that link to the homeroom in your confirmation email. But if you're on Facebook, definitely get in there because that's where all of the juicy goodness will be happening. I'll be sharing the invitation on the Rock Solid Study Facebook page and I will be personally sending it out to everyone on my email list as well. First invite is going out the morning of Friday, 15th of July. And once you are in, you are welcome to invite any family or friends as well. So hopefully I will see you in there at the weekend. And in the meantime, have a brilliant rest of your week and I'll see you back here soon. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you head on over to www.rocksolidstudy.com and sign up for my free parent guide. The three huge mistakes even smart students make in exams and assignments and how to fix them immediately. And I'll see you back here next week.